awal. Okay, are we recording it? Yes. Are you ready? We are. Yes. Welcome to Community Alchemy, a podcast hosted by Brian V that's filled with community fails, spilled tea, and knowledge drops for the scrappy, curious, and voracious community builder. We're more discussion-based with a light peppering of practical know-how and guest panels. Our goal is that you get a laugh in, feel less alone, and give yourself some credit for doing the difficult yet fulfilling work of community. Let's get into it. And we're back. Welcome back to Community Alchemy with Brie and V. Brie, hey. Say hey. That's us. <laughs> hey, that's us. We're here <laughs> once again. Um, so the plan for this episode is to drop some knowledge around the topic of communication plans. So any breakdowns in the planning of communication to your team, to any external parties, internal parties, or also just for you to better understand what it is you're trying to relay out and then our experiences on both ends of the winner learn spectrums because you know i'm all about a winner learn so that's mm. so overall i like the coining of the winner learn spectrum that's a new theism that i'm very excited about <laughs> <laughs> it, it just it truly just slipped out i'm done um we'll take it so you know we have to with our ritual of random questions at the start so I already picked this out. I'm going to give you a chance to pick your category. So, okay, I'm ready. What's your favorite way to re-energize in the middle of a workday? Oh, um, honestly, sometimes like if I'm really like lagging and tired, it usually hits around yeah. noon. So I really just oh. like to take a long. Yeah, I mean, I'm usually pretty good about like powering through in the mornings. Like I have so much energy um for like the first from like seven to noon but then if i'm wow. tired it'll like really hit at noon yeah so at that point i usually like if i have the space too without any which i usually don't have as many afternoon meetings being out here in the middle of the pacific ocean yeah it's kind of nice that way <laughs> perfect for you we see how you set that up yeah so uh i'll, I'll take like a one to two hour lunch break i might like make a like lunch recipe rather than just like throwing something together and that tends to like just get me in a different rhythm like there's no rush for me to regroup it's like I can just take it easy in the afternoon and that tends yeah. to to like really help me reset um but in general I'm like yoga is a big thing for me for resetting so I don't okay. normally do that in the middle of my day but if I I'm feeling sluggish that day. If I do it in the evening, the next day will like be set up for better success is usually how it, how it works for me. So what about nice. you? I'm a big, uh, middle of the day walker. So that has definitely mm -hmm. become more of a thing since I moved to Denver and the sun is out truly every Ugh. day. I will walk She's a on big black dog ice. walker. She doesn't too. care. Yes. Yes. I'm a big dog walker. <laughs> I dog board via Rover. So I always have the dogs, but it's not just the walk itself. I'm usually voice messaging. <laughs> you already know. When Brie gets a voice <laughs> message from me, she already knows. It's going to be a barrage of ideas or like frenetic nonstop talking, like mouth is moving Dude. faster than brain. I yeah, love it's, it. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. But most, and you're just a great example of this, most of my good friends are nowhere near me in proximity. So our relationships mm. have consisted of very long um whatsapp voice messages so 
like my best friend Yemi, who lives in London, we met at the University of Maryland. We have probably had a consistent WhatsApp voice message, long phone call since 2010, um, at wow. like 30 minutes each. So it takes, you know, it could take a month or yeah. two to respond, <laughs> but yeah. you need notes you- and like the whole thing. Yep. That's wow. That's commitment. Is that I um, have many friends that that send me messages that are that long. Wow. So I usually have a queue in my WhatsApp, which is why it's like I take the walk. I write my notes. I get back to them in a a month. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, girl, of course, you're not making as many friends in Denver. You have to spend all of your time (laughs) keeping up with a million responding to everybody else. Yeah. That's true. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like that's true? Honestly, no. (laughs) And and only because only because um, in real life connection is so important to me. I do. Yeah, I do go out of my way. Mm. Don't even get me in the conversation about Denver going out of our way for for the friendship. It's it's just not happening for me here. And that's Mm. fine. That's totally fine. Sorry. That's it's a frustrating. It's a frustrating season to be in there. Like I know it. I believe truly it's temporary for you, but uh, it's so frustrating when you're stuck in it. It is frustrating because it's not like I'm not meeting people. It's just the next step is not quite occurring. Like mm-hmm. the meeting after the first meeting. Now, like we're going to maybe lightly dip a toe into the friendship idea. And it's just really difficult to make that happen. So, and I mean, as an aside, as a further aside, <laughs> if we're here, I yeah. find it also interesting the people that I am talking to that are in our age range um, that, are, that have been here or our locals, they too say, I don't really have many friends here. Yeah, I don't really see anybody. And I'm like, Interesting. But why? <laughs> why? So There's are we all just okay with that? <laughs> right. I'm just trying to understand what the norm is here and see what's mm. going on. So just started my volleyball yeah. league last night and that'll be weekly until okay. the summertime comes, thank God. And I'll be back out here playing for seven hours every Sunday volleyball. Oh yes. yeah. Okay, good. So you got an outlet. Yeah. yeah. It's hard <laughs> making friends in adulthood and especially in your 30s when I think there are, for people in our maybe age bracket, there's such a vast difference of like um, kind of life trajectories that people can be on. You know, like you can find someone 100%. who is in our space, like we're both, you know, partnered up, but no kids. You can, yeah. you have like more transient individuals. You have people who like, have entire families so yeah. it's it yeah but it's like the very beginning of that so you haven't quite settled into that life path <laughs> yeah and know. the question that's, is like do i want to it. so i think it's it's, right. it's also a great moment because i'm not so deep in and attached to anyone or anything here that i'm mm-hmm. like oh i i can't you know anything really is still possible which is kind of great and not having much of social life here has allowed me to build things like so this that we're doing. So it's like, you know, you're saying something would have had to be sacrificed. Yes. And you're saying it's on the table to move to the big island. Dad, <laughs> she got me. She said, I see the gap. I see the gap. Um, it's not a no. I couldn't wait <laughs> to get that out. <laughs> it's not a no. I couldn't hold oh my myself God, back. I'm so dead. Um, I love that. But and when it comes to the friendship thing and today, for me now live trying to live more in line with my values which Mm -hmm. include integrity authenticity and direct communication 
I think that segues beautifully into what we're mm. trying to talk about today because where you are in one space is how you are in a different space. So how you show up, I honestly believe in friendship, in relationship, you know, communicating is is also a branch off of how you show up in every other aspect of life, including mm. work and professionally. So mm. to just understand what it is a communication plan even is, walk us through that from your perspective. I didn't know how you were going to tie this all together. Did it work? Because I, I was thinking about it while you were talking. <laughs> I was, see, I was trying to get you as far away as possible to make it as difficult as possible to bring it back to communication plans, but you thwarted me. That's all I can say. <laughs> Segway queen. Absolutely done with uh, you. Okay, that's going to be like my personal challenge moving forward. But anyways, what is a communication plan? So um, it's nothing It's nothing fancy in my book. This is just after making so many mistakes, communicating to our community, we called it, sometimes we called it the field. Um, oh. We realized um, that we just needed some more standardized like outlines for how we communicate yeah. in any initiative. So for me, it's really a communication plan is an outline of what's going to be communicated to who and when for any initiative in your community. Um, you can the for me the communication plans that i would build were focused on the external communication so what are we going to share to the community but you can also layer over the communication that needs to happen with your internal team um which i highly recommend um we'll talk we'll touch on that and cuz that relates yeah. to one of my <laughs> larger fails over the years <laughs> but um both yeah, containing both external communication to your community and in internal communication or kind of like who needs to get bought in when and where is also really helpful to include. Okay. So when when you first brought up this topic idea, I was like, communication plans, what? But <laughs> actually, nothing like some jargon around the things we do but don't realize we're doing. Oh, so yes. yeah, I it's it's an interesting thing when you go about your work day and you're just doing stuff because there's a gap that needs to be filled and you choose right. to fill it having really maybe no idea that this is a whole skill set or mm -hmm. a thing that you can add to your rep repertoire of knowledge right so i think totally. it's a great conversation because you have opened even my eyes with this topic like oh I, of course not only do i know what this is but yes i've done it and certainly have failed and certainly have done it well and mm -hmm. didn't even realize so um just acknowledging you for bringing up stuff for me always mm -hmm. uh i think what is more fun this time is to talk about our areas of learn first so our fails mm -hmm. which i don't like to say um <laughs> can you think of an example or two and when i ask for an example you know i want the nitty-gritty details okay i want you to be detailed yes. Um, yeah, one or two examples of where you got to learn. Mm. So learn number one, um, and this relates to what I just shared with in external versus internal communication, um, not moving ahead like too far with external communication. So like the things we're going to share with our community, but not getting um, specifically, you could say my boss on board. <laughs> <laughs> that was specific. Yep. Yeah. So um, I remember we had like one, um, we had a meeting. I can still remember I, we, there was just miscommunication, just like point blank between me and my boss. And I was moving forward with this whole, we, we were hosting the community in the Facebook, in a Facebook group. And I was like 
completely revamping like our, I think it was like, I don't know, it was some aspect of like the way that people interacted in the Facebook group. And I didn't realize that I had like completely failed to get this boss on board. And I actually, mm-hmm. so in anticipation for this episode, I <laughs> I talked about that fail in a LinkedIn post and um, a friend, Heather, went, uh, <laughs> she commented on that part and she said, um, I call this the sled dog who tries to pull all of the other dogs and the sled <sighs> due to oh. excitement. And <laughs> I, I added, I was like, yes. And um, the sled is tipped over and it's dragging it through the Dead. snow. And she's like, yes, the snow is waist deep. So that he loves <laughs> a metaphor. Truly, truly. It's so good. It's, it's so bad. It's like, if you know, if you know what this feels like, then I'm so sorry, but welcome to the club. We have t-shirts and tons of swag that we get, you get to wear once you've done this. Okay, great. Oh my God. Not you. Um, what about, what about you? Does anything come to mind seeing communication breakdown in a in a learning moment oh my god yes this was i'll preface with that i truly thought my heart was going to actually explode when i realized my mistake and it is so vivid still in my memory of like that realization oh i was so embarrassed and Mm. like ashamed and in disbelief at my non-meticulousness with this particular thing so my first ever big girl job was at a nonprofit tunnel to towers and we had just onboarded like miami <laughs> okay so as a city big deal primary <laughs> city in the u.s the whole oh, city oh, yeah the whole city <laughs> so let me let me like even further clarify sorry so the purpose of this nonprofit was that it put on well remembrance of those that were lost during 9 11 first responders and after that was hosting 5k runs and stair climbs in cities around the u.s in order to fundraise for those returning veterans who typically were quite young um today like veterans right now from iraq and afghanistan and uh providing them with smart homes so sure there were a lot of sponsor sponsors and partnerships like gm like home depot right that's great but additional money is always necessary because these are people that are for example quadriplegic and they don't want to have to rely on their parents till the day they die so how can we create homes that can cater to to them specifically so every home is different okay so the fact that we got miami was a big deal that's first of all that's just tons of money like people that live or go to miami especially for events like these they are wealthy um also it's a saturated market there are so many 5ks and stair climbs in miami for first responders and the like so how do we stand out and so on so we were going to actually close the port of miami tunnel which is a big deal that's like wow that's like over well over a billion dollars a day of like in and out, you know, exchange. So I was basically in charge of working with our representative in Miami to ensure that all the, um, oh, like permits were correctly done, that we researched what we needed to research. Okay. Here's the mistake. I <laughs> relied on others. There's your mistake. I <laughs> never rely I've, on anyone. Obviously, yeah, no, obviously not. It was just and and less of the reliance and more of the not 
checking myself after the reliance. So I was uh, under the impression someone else was in charge of the permits and those things. Now you can imagine closing the Port of Miami Tunnel, you gotta do that a year in advance or something crazy. There's no way you could do it two weeks in advance. That's not gonna happen. So it was about two weeks in advance that I realized <laughs> that it, the, that was not completed. There was no. no, there had never been a communication plan. I didn't even know anything about communication plans. I didn't really know it was on me. They didn't really know it was on them. You know, the pure okay. absolute mess of not having a communication plan is no one knows their role. And so things get mm. absolutely left in the dust. And, and inevitably I just got a call from someone at the, that was overseeing like, I don't know, the department of transit, I don't know, making it up. And they called me and said, Hey, we have this open permit. Were you ever planning to, you know, it costs this much, you know, you got to do it literally a year ago. Are you kidding me? And I, oh, I pulled out every stop on that call. I cried. I said I was new. I said, I've never worked before. Please help me. No, <laughs> no, they did. They did. They did. Oh, and wow. good God, no one else truly ever like found out Wow, um, at the company. <laughs> Oh and I traveled to Miami and like was there to ensure the the event went well or whatever. And I ended up speaking to that other representative and I took accountability because at the end of the day it's on me to ensure. But there I have never made a mistake of that magnitude ever again. <laughs> That's for sure. I think <laughs> right after that, I probably started making some light communication plans, you know, <laughs> Sally, make sure you tell so-and-so to do this. Then I will do this, you know, like super rudimentary, mm -hmm. like early. But, mm -hmm. oh, girl, that was not oh. the funnest moment. I was in tears. I, I thought I was going to get fired. <sighs> oh, no, it was oh. just not it. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, it just like, it brings up all the, like, other fails that I've had that maybe you're not around communication plans, but just that, like, sinking oh. yes. in your stomach that you're just, like, but like, somewhere I'm sure communication has has a connection to whatever that thing oh, was. Oh, 100%. It always comes right? back down to a communication breakdown, which this reminds me, we should explore this in a future podcast episode because there's another tool that I use called uh, the RACI chart, R-A-C-I. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Have we talked about this? We Do haven't, you, are you but I know with it. it. Okay, yeah. yeah. I would actually love to explore that framework on a podcast episode because it's another element. It It sets you up for a proper communication plan but you have to understand everyone's roles in the project first and that's what the racy chart does so yeah, we should yes. we should circle back on that later but um Ooh, that's actually a good one. that's a good one because i use the mocha or mocha however anybody says it for oh, role reliance so we could like talk oh. about each of them oh my god that's okay, cute great. okay great i love Nothing that like oh. some brainstorming mid-sash <laughs> <laughs> i'm leaving it in <laughs> oh yeah oh please do um, um, I think I wanted to ask you, there. was there another fail that you wanted to share before um, I do my, you know, my queen of segueing and pivots <laughs> until she <laughs> figures out how in the world to segue from what I shared <laughs> to the next thing. Right. Um, Yikes. so yes, actually there is, I'll, I'll share one other one. Um, Great. so, and the, honestly, the reason that this whole framework came into being was because I noticed when we were communicating with our with our field, with our community, yeah. what would end up, end up happening is as soon as we would have more information, we would just like throw it out to the community. And then we'd like, we would be like, we'll tell you when we get more info and then we'd get more info and then we'd throw another like little bit out. And so mm. you would have like, 
because our, our community was happening primarily in a Facebook group, but then we would have monthly calls. It was like, you had like 12 different posts with like a little bit of information, but you never yeah. had like one solid place with like that had all, here's of all of the information. And, yeah. and so that, that was kind of the birthplace of the structure for me when it was like, we need to, we really shouldn't be number one, communicating with them 12 times about this thing. We should talk about, we need to have good follow-up but we really should only be reaching out to them four times about this. And if we're doing it more than that, then like, that's just going to feel really sloppy and reactive to the community. So, and how did you come to that understanding? Um, it was just sort of an intuitive feeling, I guess. Like, okay. I think it just looks really sloppy when you just keep throwing out information. And if you don't have a strategy behind it, like I think people can tell <laughs> they're yeah. like, oh, they clearly just got told this and now they're like flinging it out to now us. Now they're doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which sometimes is necessary, but it's just a very reactive approach to communication. Like, you know, you or you you give them a bit of information and there's like 10 follow-up questions. It's like, well, clearly this post was not complete because right. clearly <laughs> it begs more questions than it gives answers. So we need to be a lot more thoughtful about our strategy behind this communication. And thoughtful really equates to being as proactive as you possibly can. And mm -hmm. so that will be what you shared with us in your structure. Yeah. I'm presuming. Okay. Yep. Start us off with step one, girl. Yeah. Okay. So um, I love like making up acronyms because it makes okay. it really important. So yes. we called <laughs> for our communication plan. We broke it down into CPs or communication points, as I like to okay. call them. <laughs> So um, this was like nothing brought me more joy than knowing, finding out that two years after leaving my role, they were still using CPs. Yes. <laughs> this thing that I completely made up. So yes, I feel very love important. a little legacy, a little legacy <laughs> ego for us all. Yes, <laughs> it needs to be padded every now and then. I feel um, you. So CP one communication point one is all about seeding excitement. So this yeah. is where. Um, whether, and, and keep in mind, like format isn't necessarily covered in this, but I always preferred to have, um, like a short two to three minute video that would be talking about the why behind whatever is coming up. So maybe it is, um, we could be talking about any range of initiatives here on the far end of the spectrum. Maybe you're migrating your community to a new platform on the other end. Maybe you're just getting ready to launch a new event series, but it's like a collection of events. Or maybe like for us, we would launch like a new collection of apparel. And so we needed to talk to our community about like everything, every detail about that collection and then how they can talk about it in their community. So yep. CB1 is getting everyone excited about what's coming. Why does this matter? Why should they trust you? And then when will they get more information? So Internally, this is a really great time to make sure that your team is briefed on when you're going to launch this initial communication to your community. And this is a really great time to loop in anyone at a higher level than you. So maybe bringing in the founder, if this is like a really big initiative, having them share about their vision and reminding everyone, even, even going so far as to reminding it, remind everyone in the community, here is where we're we have come from. Here is where we are headed. And here is where this initiative falls in that timeline. And how do you brief the team is my question. Is that on a call? Is that via email? Is that in some sort of, I don't know, G sheet tabs, a tab for everybody? Yeah, that's a good question. So, I mean, when... or what's your preference rather, however, how yeah. you do it. Back when I was crafting these, we were still in person. So um, oh, I would have, wow. 
<laughs> oh, remember what a time. Those days. Yeah, those God, days. I feel so old. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> we, so we would have like one, I prefer to have like one master Google Doc for the entire communication plan because I don't like having like 16 different docs with like each different little message in a different doc. So this is just a personal preference. Sure. But I would have one master doc and it'd be, so if it was like community migration communication plan, yeah. I would draft out in an outline, like here are the four points of communication that we're going to have with the field. Here is who we need to let know what and when internally. And so I liked having it all written in one place that people could reference, but certainly having a meeting to kick off the communication plan internally to align everyone, even 100%. before this external communication is extremely helpful. Yeah. Followed up by email communication the morning before you like post that first communication point, um, I think is like the best case scenario. So meet with everyone, get aligned in person on a call, have a reference, a doc where they can reference all of the details that you're sharing. And then an email to the team internally to remind them like, Hey, this communication is going out today. Um, and we're going to dive into like even more of what that I, I would do that for each communication point if this is like a pretty big initiative, um, cause better safe than sorry. A billion percent. I was going to just follow up with having a synchronous call in addition to the other assets, I think is pentultimate because especially as we've been talking about cultural awareness and that you may have teams that are spread around the world, different time zones, different idiosyncrasies, different understandings of jargon, right? They may not get fully what it is you're saying in writing. Mm -hmm. And also there may also there there could be the chance where people aren't being direct with their communication and they're not sharing where they have questions mm -hmm. when it's in writing. But the yeah. question may actually make itself more clear to them when you're on a call. And just yeah. ensuring that at each step, there is a well and wide open door of opportunity for people to be heard in mm -hmm. this process in order to ensure its success. It, I mean, that's really the whole entire purpose always, but doing the due diligence in advance in that sort of way is mm. key. So yes, cosign, yeah, cosign. 100%. And you know, we're creatures of procrastination. And so in that first, yeah. let's say you have that first meeting like a month before, no one is going to have any questions because they're not actually, they're like half listening to you because Correct. This is they're not in it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think having that follow-up um, document where like at the point that they really start to, it starts to click like, oh, this is happening. We need to like really think through this and what's being passed to us. Um, giving them every opportunity to have that realization is helpful. <laughs> yes, correct. Because it's less work for me down the road is basically mm -hmm. how I like to look at it. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm just be yep. honest. Okay, step two. Okay, so CP2. So this is one. So to let me back up for a second. Um, okay. We would kind of rate based on what this initiative was. We would rate, we would talk about if we needed to have this second communication point because the second one for us was only with leaders in the community. So we kind mm. of ra ranked like if an initiative was, um, past a certain amount of like implication, we would loop in leaders. So if there was anything to do with like the structure of like the program itself or um, like depending on how much it would affect the community, 
um, we would discern as a team if we needed to check in with leaders before. So if we did, we would have CP2, which was checking in with leaders. So um, usually that would be like one to four weeks before the like real communication with everyone. And we would just take them. This is a much smaller group of people. It's intimate. It could even be one-on-one with leaders, depending on how big of a transition it is. Um, But we would always reiterate, like, why does this matter? Well, number one, what is the thing that we're talking about? Why does it matter? How is it going to work for them? And then we would specifically outline for our leaders, what is in it for them? And we would also include, what do we need from you? So like, this is going to be a really big transition for our community to migrate to this new platform. We need you to like lead with excitement and a positive attitude because this is how your role in this community is going to change with these new tools and this new platform. As an example, Um, we would also consider a toolkit for leaders. So, hey, when we roll out this greater communication, some of the people on your team might have some questions. Here are some of the questions Mm, that we anticipate them asking. Here's how we expect you to lead in this way. Um, And certainly like, obviously we would say like, (laughs) you don't have to say this word for word, but the spirit, it was always really important for us to communicate the spirit of the change and why why it was so important for us to have them on board and specifically what that behavior looked like. Um, if we didn't do that, okay. which this is, you could line this up as one of the learn moments. Um, of learns. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise it just feels like, um, you know, you're, it feels like a very top-down approach if you skip and kind of bypass your leaders. Um, and yeah. it also, frankly, opens you up to a ton of things that you're not seeing that your leaders will likely be able to um, very graciously point out at this stage. Um, so asking them for that feedback, it, it's so much more embarrassing when you go to a like a launch it to everyone and the leaders are like, hey, so you missed like A, B, D, Z and um, like R. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> this like gives them this is like the point where we find like more holes in the communication plan and strategy at large. So this is a it was a really important step for us in any any large initiative. Yeah, and you've got me thinking another episode ideas, um, the ability to give and receive feedback. And love that. Yeah, because giving people the opportunity to 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 give give me feedback, let's say Mm -hmm. I'm giving I'm I'm asking you to give me feedback. Mm. That doesn't necessarily mean that you are one comfortable to um, know how, in fact, to do that in a way that is devoid of emotion and is yeah. objective. So that that may be mm-hmm. something to, oh. to pinpoint later because you may anticipate you you know those of those of you that are leading the communication plan, you're anticipating your teammates to give you feedback at this point, CP two, and if they say, hey, it's all good, it looks great, yeah, cool, 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 go go right ahead. No, nope. <laughs> actually, how helpful is that to anyone? <laughs> it's yeah. not helpful to me. You being like polite and beating around the bush is not going to ensure that this project succeeds. So we oh. need to actually go back a few steps and understand the art of giving and receiving feedback. I just started reading Radical Candor. So this could oh. come at a better mm. time. Yeah, mm. we're always serendipitous yep. with that. That's an excellent <laughs> book. That's an excellent book. Yeah. Mm. Yep. 
Yeah. Well, let me tell you, the leaders in this community were very comfortable giving us feedback. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay I heard you. Which, which is is a good thing. Feedback is a gift. I hold strong to this belief. Like even yeah. in the hardest days, I was like, feedback yes. is a gift to be received. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, luckily, and I could talk all day about like the things that went into building that trust so that we could we could receive that feedback. But you're absolutely right. This is like this is the time. This is when you get the feedback before it all goes to shit. So please lean into it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm writing it down that we need to do um, one on that. Okay, so CP3. Okay, CP3. So this is like the thing. This is this is the launch. This is like the rollout. Um, so it's a big it's a big deal if it's a big initiative. This is like your main communication to your community. So um, we would always like reiterate obviously what is the thing try to be as succinct as humanly possible that's another thing like just in general for all of these communication points like writing it having someone review it and then reviewing it yourself and cutting out like seven or 25 percent of the mm -hmm. words is highly recommended mm -hmm. make it mm -hmm. we were like we do not have time to waste people's time they are not going to read this <laughs> so We'd always try to, to go back and cut things out. So why does this matter? What is going to happen? How is it going to work? Giving them um, really clear a whole section just on um, these are your bulleted three next steps. So making it really okay. approachable, really achievable, keeping that short um, and actionable. And we would always also consider a toolkit for this as well. So um, if you're migrating your community platform, like, what are they going to need to be equipped with? Is there Are there any resources that they will need? Like a tour of how the yep. platform is going to work. Um, testimonials from people who are already using the platform. Maybe some of your leaders have migrated over mm. to it. Um, or even um, here's who to go to if you have questions. And honestly, starting with some of the leaders in your community as the front lines for those questions can be a really impactful and powerful tool. So um, the one of the things that we always would include in the toolkit, too, was um, FAQs. So like oh, either yeah. I like linking to FAQs because they tend to FAQs tend to make the post super long or maybe adding it to yeah. the comments. Um, but definitely having somewhere that they can already go to with FAQs. And then making sure that you also pass those same FAQs onto your team internally. So again, in the email to your team before this thing launches in the morning, you're like, hey team, especially like the frontline team who's going to be answering any questions, here's a reminder of the communication that we're going to be posting. Here are some questions we anticipate people having. Here is how we have equipped leaders. And here is how you can respond in the front lines. Um, having those canned responses is one way that you can support your team and make them feel empowered rather than Absolutely. groping around in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> no groping, please, please. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, I have I have no follow-ups to that. That was perfect. Thank you. What's our last step? Okay. And then the last is what we called CP4, communication point four. This is the follow-up about the thing. So if there's ever in those like next steps, um, including like, so, hey, make sure you create your new account by this date. Um, the follow-up is extremely necessary, especially if there's any deadlines that they're going to need to hit. So um, you might follow up more than once, but at least once saying like, here's a reminder of what we talked about. Here's the link to the page with like, 
all of the things at once. So again, having like a landing page or even just a Google doc or somewhere that all of this information, or even just a post that you're linking to one place where all of this lives, which is ideally your CP3, um, is super, super helpful because having it spread out and all the questions spread out in a million different places just feels no just hurts my little OCD soul. So just kind of keep it. <laughs> keep it Wait, can I say, can I please say this? So I, I liken this when I was um, managing the community at osmosis, I would, uh, it was like my calling card that I would have the information you need, but in a bunch of places. So if you were a person that went to Google Drive, it was there. If you're a person that looks first at the pinned messages in Slack, it's also there. If you're a person that prefers your email, it's in there. And eventually, like, eventually, I was getting the feedback that, oh, God, everything's so confusing. Everything's everywhere. And to me, I'm like, I would rather have a fork in every room of my house so that in the event something exciting that I'm going to eat in this moment, I could just grab that fork and it's in a place I know in that room. But actually people want all the forks to be in the kitchen, in the <laughs> that they belong. And this was like a really big learning for me that mm. most people want things in the place they anticipate it living. So they always know where to go for it. So I just wanted to give credence to your point about mm. there has to be one home. <laughs> unfortunately the way my brain works don't want that but no but i I love your point that's actually such a good point to add to this because i would say one home for all the things but outreach in all the places and and i do think that you're right and that you do need an email that goes out when you send cp3 and when you post cp3 that says hey this is a big deal this is the thing here's a snippet find all the information on this landing page because then too if you're like a mere mortal like myself and you do have to make any updates to that main that one place you only have one place to update and that's especially why like i think sending communication plans and email is tough because once you send it you can't <laughs> you can't adjust it so no. having like a and it's lost page, it's yeah totally and then if you open it and then lose it it's definitely lost so I I love your point. Home in one place, but outreach in all places, I think is yeah. is the best method there. I'll go for um, compromise. Thank you. Thank you, my gal. Always got my back. <laughs> um, okay, a couple other things with the follow-up. Um, just to consider depending on the breadth of your initiative, hosting a live QA. So you can post this in your, you know, CP3 saying, here's the thing, this is the launch bring your questions to this Q&A that we're going to host in a wink, in a, in a wink, <laughs> in a week or a couple <laughs> days, um, post a follow-up reminder about any of the steps, especially. And if you um, didn't nail it on CP3, so let's say you have a bunch of follow-up questions, like things are clearly not clear, they're confused for people, or there's elements missing, CP4 is your chance to redeem yourself. So if you find yourself in that position, go all out on CP4. And honestly, at the point that it's an obvious mistake, own your mistake. Don't try to brush over it. Just say, hey, that was our bad and not making this communication clear. Let's let us try again. And if that ever happened to me, I always preferred to also include a video at that point. Like once something has been messed up or 
you know, I really need to like, or maybe like adoption is really bad. Like people just aren't seeing it. They're not paying attention to it. Mm. CP4 is a chance to go back to the drawing board and say, we did not do a good job of communicating the value of this initiative or change or transition. And so we have another chance. Let's dig in and let's do it right this time. I love that. I also love the multimedia aspect you're giving this entire process of like making videos, having visuals, writing it down in text for all the people and all the learning, you know, mm. absorption models, not absorption models. I don't even know who I am, but I'm just saying things. <laughs> but you know what I mean? How mm -hmm. people sponge up the knowledge. Yes. Is, yep. It's a bit more work on our end. But again, with the purpose of being as proactive as possible, lessening the potential questions down the road yes. so that people know where everything lives, what is expected of them, what they can rely on each other person for. I mean, yes. really when you bring it down to the to the root of what's really necessary, it's those things. Mm -hmm. And what what we're tasked with, with a communication plan, is ensuring that we provide, yeah, as much tool kidding almost with each mm -hmm. with each of your steps as possible. So mm -hmm. it is up to us to have the foresight, to have the understanding of the present where everyone's at right now. And also, how can I um, lessen the pressure on me for later and so that I don't have to answer all the questions? That's why we have a FAQ. That's why we're hosting a Q&A. That's why we have all these opportunities mm. for you to, to deepen your learning about what this thing is. So. Yes. Yeah, this is a this is an excellent structure. That is that's exactly it. Like this, the whole point of this is to do the things that your future self will thank you for. And mm, honestly, <laughs> that's where you you hit the nail on the head of like where all of this came from. Cause we found ourselves, it's like we would launch like a text post about the thing, and then maybe like, oh, people aren't like actually paying attention to that. We should do a video. Then we do a video and we post the video and then we'd be like, oh, there we should do a toolkit. And then we would like post a toolkit. Yeah. Yep. And yep. it was like, wait. All in the moment. All in the moment. And it was all good stuff. But then, you know, after so many times doing it, you're just like, you're okay, exhausted. there's got there's got to be a better way to do this. Like we don't Absolutely. need to be this reactive every single time. <laughs> yeah. But it is, and and like not for nothing, it is a lot of work up front yes. for, for you to do this. However, mm -hmm. what's great is it's almost like, I mean, it is the setup. Once you have this framework at least once, then you mm -hmm. can do a duplicate job and just, exactly. you know, plug and play for whatever the next activity or instance is. So it will be... Yeah. I imagine like the way that you have it listed out here, which is very robust and thorough, it is quite an upfront task to start it, but then you have it and then yes. it can be given and then it can be passed down almost to well, anyone else or whatever. 100%. This was like, I mean, the communication plan template was one of the things that I like, you know, wrapped up in my time when I wrapped up my time. And, you know, something I would actually add to this process that I missed my first go around was adding a retrospective with your team um, oh, and, yeah. and sitting down after that retrospective and adjusting your communication plan template. So if you have, if you have your template of like, okay, CP1, these are, this is the bulleted list of things we need to include two, three, four questions we need to ask that need answers to after the retrospective, update your template with what you learned, because that's going to make it so much more robust for the next time. Just like what you're saying. Yep. Absolutely. I love it. Um, Brie, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like we're wrapping this one up. Was there any last 
aspects, concerns, ideas? You know, moments? I feel I feel full. This is good. Ooh. Like yeah, I, got, I feel full too. Like, this was good. <laughs> yeah, and it's stay like, tuned because cool. Bree's gonna have a little visual for you of this. Now you have to do it. <laughs> Sorry. No, um, it'd be a joy. So yeah, I'll have a little infographic coming your way. Awesome. Well, that will wrap us, folks. So thank you for listening as always. And we look forward to chopping it up with you next time. All right. Bye. All right. Make sure to check our show notes below for links to what we've discussed, our business services, and even a survey if you feel so inclined. I know that's right. And the best way to reach us is on LinkedIn. Follow or message us there and we will see you next time. Next time.